Welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. My name is Josiah Williams, and here is my challenge for you. As you're listening to the message, I challenge you to remove as many distractions as possible, to write out a few notes and things that stand out to you, and afterwards, share what you've learned on one of your social media outlets. We level up by giving a level 10. Thanks again, and enjoy the message. Hey, City Place Church, I want to welcome you online today. I'm so excited about this moment that we get a chance to spend together, but I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to the City Place family, those of you who are watching online and those of you who are watching in person. Welcome to City Place Church. I want to encourage you that you can download today's sermon notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. Let's engage today. I also want to let you know that this is, if this is your first time here, we welcome you. On behalf of my wife, Taisha, and our family and all of City Place Church, welcome to City Place Online. I'd love to connect with you. In fact, this week I've been uh, communicating with so many of you via text message, and I want to encourage you to fill out our digital connection card. I would love to just see how your 21 days of prayer and fasting is going, if, if, if you've been joining us during that time or if this is your first time, I'd love to just send you a special thank you for being a part of our day today. The other thing that we're going to do, it's something that we value here at our church. We're going to worship God with our giving. We believe that God has called our church to live to give. And so if you're ready, I want you to push things aside. I want you to grab your Bible. I want you to grab something to write with because we're getting ready to lean into the word of God. I don't know about you, but I know I need a word from the Lord and you need a word from the Lord as well. And so I want to encourage you next Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to be talking about the word of God. In fact, we're going to talk about it today, but I want you to be in prayer as we finish out these 21 days of prayer and fasting. I want you to ask God to give you one word that will focus you on your 2021. In fact, my wife and I, we're going to be presenting God's word on what God is going to focus our church on for this year. We've, we've taken time just like you towards the end of the year and during these 21 days of prayer and fasting, asking God to confirm in us what he began to whisper in us toward the end of 2020 about our 2021 as a church. And so I want you to bring your one word to service with you next Sunday. And I also want to let you know that we're going to be joining together on January the 30th. It's our last day of 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we're going to join together live on Facebook. And I just want you to be a part of that prayer time. We've been having some amazing times with the Lord on those Saturday mornings. You're going to need your Bible today. I'm telling you, trust me, you're going to need your Bible today. You're going to need uh, something to write with. You, right, did y'all notice I said right with and I held up my phone? Something to take notes with. And you're going to need something, uh, if you use paper, something to write with. You can find today's message notes at cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. You know, the, the Bible says that the end of a thing last year is better than its beginning. But the Bible does also say that God is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. So as we start a new year, it has to revolve around God. Whenever we end a year, 
it has to revolve around God. I love how God is the bookends to the beginning and the end, but he's also in the middle. He's also in the middle. So how you been doing? How, how, how's this year been doing? I'm going to sit today because I have so much that I want to give you from the word of God. We've been talking about last week. We talked about the transition of power. Did you guys have fun with that? The transition of power. We talked about how Jesus has been trying to uh, give us power. The, 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 the power of God has been designed for us to walk in. And so many times we can live on the outside of God's power, only focusing on the result of a prayer when God is trying to get us to function in power. And we talked just about the rhythm of prayer and fasting that produces the transition of power. And this morning, uh, I want to just continue to lean into God's word because we said that one of the, the final aspects of that rhythm is to pursue God's word and to pursue what Jesus has said. And so uh, this morning, I want to just kind of piggyback off of that last point in the message last week. And I just want to read a couple of scriptures. All right. So download your notes and let's get ready to jump in. Luke chapter five. Go with me to Luke chapter five. Luke chapter five. We're still in our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I just believe that God wants to take us deeper and deeper. Now, how many of y'all know that uh, it's going to be hard for me to sit down, but I want to make sure that I give everything that God's given me. In fact, I pulled out my my computer uh, today and just using it because I want to make sure that we build on all that God's been saying and all that God wants to do in our life. Luke chapter five, verse five. I read it to you last week. Jesus has a conversation with his disciples. Look, I'm already getting up. He has a conversation uh, where he's been ministering and then he communicates with Simon and he says, Simon, I want you to go out with me on the boat And Simon thought that he was going to be going out on the boat so that Jesus can speak more to a crowd. But in that moment, he found himself with Jesus. He pushed himself away. I talked about that last week. He pushed himself away from the crowd, just just like you and I are pushing things away in the physical so that he can have an encounter with Jesus. He didn't know that he was doing that, but Jesus knew. See, as you've been pushing things away, Jesus is fully focused on having an encounter with you. Are you with me? Somebody say amen. Jesus is fully focused on having an encounter with you. And when we jump into Luke chapter 5, we have this moment where Jesus communicates that he wants to transition power to Peter. And Peter's dialoguing with him. And this is going to be the basis of where we're going to be going today. Luke chapter 5, verse 5 says this, But Simon answered, And said to Jesus, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. Come on, right where you are, say word. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Now flip over. Remember, I told you you're going to need your Bible. Or if you got your Bible on your phone, you're going to need it. You're going to need it today. Now go over to Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, verse 14 through 20, verse 14 through 20. Here we go. This is what it says. It says, the sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word. Somebody say the word. Come on, say the word. Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. 
These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, everybody say word's sake, immediately they stumble. Now, these are the ones sown among the thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in choke the word. And it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30, some 60, and some 100-fold. Today, as we continue during this time of 21 days of prayer and fasting, my focused thought today is watch the weight of his word. The weight of his word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today that as we join together as a city place family, I pray that everything that you put on the inside of me is not displayed as a show. I pray, Lord God, that this is not just a watch. Damon communicate, but God, this is a, 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 an, inter, an interaction of what you want to do where we are. I pray, Lord God, that everything that's on the inside comes out with precision clarity, faith, and power. Let us receive your word and let us receive the weight of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today we're talking about the weight of his word. The weight of his word. In the first verse that I read in the book of Luke, we see that Peter, Simon at the time, when you read the story, he had one view where he was communicating with Jesus that he had toiled all night fishing. But he uses this phrase. He says, nevertheless, at your word, I will throw my net on the other side. Nevertheless, at the weight of what you have said, I will respond. In the second text in the book of Mark Jesus has been telling a parable and he's telling a parable and he starts off with saying you know a farmer throws a seed and the seed lands here and here and here and this is what happens when the seed grows it's choked out the sun burns it they throw it on stony ground and there's some that's planted and it produces a harvest well the disciples and some of the people are around and they don't understand what's going on so Jesus says let me break it down to you in simple terms. And he says this, he says, the sower sows the word. He starts off by saying, the sower sows the word. Let me pause because remember I told you I'm, 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 I'm teaching today. Let me just start off by saying that the word of God that you have in your hand around you right now has been strategically placed in your life, watch now, as seed that the sower is expecting to bear fruit. Are you with me? 
So Jesus comes out of the game. He, he, he comes out direct and he says, the sower sows the word. The farmer, anytime they plant a seed, they plant a seed so that it can produce, watch, a harvest. They don't waste a seed. They don't just throw it wide. They are focused where they want it to go. But Jesus says something different. He says that some of it lands on stony ground and some of it rises and some of it gets choked away. Jesus immediately says there has to be a weight placed on the seed that the sower sows. There has to be an understanding that what is sowed has weight. There has to be a value added to the thing that is sowed. I want you to write this down. Write this down. God targets our heart with his word. God, God targets our heart with his word. Here's what Jesus says. He says, these are the ones where the seed is sowed by the wayside, where the word is sown. It says, but then Satan comes and immediately takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. So it could be that Jesus has sown his word into your life, sown his word of promise, sown his promises into you, into me, but the condition of our heart won't receive it. He says, watch, he says that the word is sown to your heart. The word of God is sown into your life, but because of the, the stoniness or the, the wayside, the enemy comes and says, I'll take that. I wrote this down. I wrote this down. You and I choose where the word of God lands. You and I choose where the word of God lands. Y'all, I'm just going to have to sit this over here. I, I can tell I'm not going to sit down. It's, it's going to be too hard. You and I have a choice to decide where the word of God is sown. It depends on how we weigh God's word. See, how you value God's word will depend on how you care for it. If God says, I'm sowing my word into your heart, but you and I view God's word as something that should be placed by the wayside, then the enemy will come and take your word. The enemy will come and grab it if you and I don't have a weight, a value on God's word to where we can say, nevertheless, like Simon said. I wrote this down. Come on, keep. Are you with me so far? I'm just laying the foundation for where we're headed. I wrote this down where the word of God lands highlights how I value his word, where the word of God lands will highlight how you value God's word. Let's go back through it again. I'm going to read it again. Jesus says the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown when they hear Satan comes and immediately takes it away from their hearts. Then he says, these are likewise ones where the word of God is sown on, stone, sown on stony ground. 
And when they hear the word, they, is, they receive it immediately with gladness, but they have no root in themselves, so they only endure for a short period of time. Have you ever been in a place where you enjoy hanging out on Sunday morning, but by Sunday night, your faith is playing tricks on you? Could it be that the root that needs to grow deeper and deeper in God hasn't gone as deep as what God would like to see? Could it be that the weight that we place on God's word is only valued on Sunday morning or to the podcast that we might listen to in the week? Could it be that we aren't putting in the time in God's word during these 21 days of prayer and fasting? We're only fasting and focus on the end result that fasting can produce. God answered my prayer when last week I was talking about God wants to transition his power. See, I will choose where the word of God will land, but God has already designed for the word of God to be implanted on my heart. Let's keep going. He says that the word of God will be snatched away if it's just thrown by the wayside. Have you ever been encouraged during a Sunday morning service, hanging out in God's word, and then you say, that's not for me? Maybe, maybe you've been challenged to respond contrary to your situation. Maybe there's strife in your home with your spouse and you've been challenged to, instead of going at your spouse with anger to pray, and then you say, that's not for me. Just throwing it to the wayside. And the enemy comes and says, I'm going to take what God has joined together. Let no one separate. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take when God said, I put a husband and wife together and they shall be one. I'm going to take that from them because they don't value that. So it's been thrown aside. But then it says that the word of God can be devalued if I don't go deeper in my relationship with God. If you don't go deeper in your relationship with God, there could be those times when you should pull out the word, the seed of life, the thing that will produce what God has designed for it. It could be that in those moments of life, where we need the word, we don't reach for the word because we haven't gone deep enough in our relationship with God. Then he says, watch now, afterwards, when tribulation or persecution arises from, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Can I tell you that there are times when God's word, God's prophetic utterance to you will create moments in your life that you didn't ask for. Those are the times when, whether we're deep enough with God, will prove whether we really are relying on his word or whether the enemy will come and steal it. Jesus says, when tribulation and persecution arises for the word's sake, he says they stumble. Have you ever stepped out on a promise of God only to find that it didn't happen when you did, when you said it? Have you ever declared that God would heal only to feel like it's been delayed? And then you find yourself in this place of, do I really believe what I just said? 
Jesus says during the squeezing times, during the times of tribulation and persecution, when it looks like all Hades, just in case some of the kids are watching, is breaking loose. He says, that's not the time to throw in the towel. He says, but it'll prove if you are really deep and committed to the seed of God's word. Then he says that um, the word of God will be planted in some and you'll love it. You'll believe it. And then he says, all of a sudden, your life becomes all about you. He's, this is how he puts it. He says um, that you will uh, choke the word. The word of God will be choked because of the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in to choke the word. Jesus says, if you don't have the weight of my word in your life and you don't recognize its true value and the true weight, he says that all of life can come in, distract, you'll be chasing other, other things and it'll choke the promise. It'll choke what God has put in your heart. Remember I said that you and I choose where the word of God will land. And where the word of God lands will highlight how much we value it. But then Jesus says, this is what I love. He says, and then there is ones that are sown on good ground. Notice how he, he gives the clarification. He says it's good ground. It's, it's, it's good ground. It takes me back to Genesis chapter one where God was creating and he, he would create the, the animals and then he would say, that's good. And then he, he, he would create the stars and the moon and, 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 and the sky and he said, oh, that's good. And then he would create the water and he would say, oh, <laughs> that's, that's good. And then he, he designed man out of the dust of the ground. And then he said, oh, man, when I see them, that's good. I love the fact that when Jesus says, and some grabbed hold of it because they recognized that their heart was good ground. Can I tell you that when God designed you, he looked at you and he says, that's good. You got to read Genesis chapter one. So when God deposits the word of God, he's going, oh, when I give them my promise, when they grab hold of the word, they realize that they have, they, they, that, that the word of God has been placed in good ground. Can somebody say that I'm good ground? That when God gives you a promise, as God is speaking to you during these 21 days, of prayer and fasting, you are good ground. You are valued by the Father. You are so valued by the Father that Jesus says that the sower sows the word. So when God has given you his word, he's given you his word because he says you're good ground. God is entrusting you with something that's so precious to him that he says it's good. And this is what Jesus says. He says, those who view it as good, those who can view the seed of God's word as being weighty. He says that they grab the word. Watch what he says. He says they hear the word, they accept the word and they bear fruit. Some 30, some 60 and some 100 fold. Jesus says 
when you recognize that the seed of the word has been placed in you and you see yourself as valued ground, he says that the weight of God's word, the value of his promise, the value of everything that he's spoken, the value of everything that he's declared. Once you see that as good, once you see it as weighty, as, as the thing that can change your life, once you see as it, that it's the thing that can change your circumstance, once you see that it's the thing that the enemy can't handle and deal with, once you see it as weighty and valuable, he says that you will hear it. You will accept it. And then out of nowhere, you begin to bear fruit. Why? Because the sower sows the word. God's word is built to produce fruit. If God's word is not producing fruit in your life, ask yourself right now. Is the word of God sitting by the wayside right now? Is the word of God devalued to where the enemy would come and just pull it away because it's on stony ground? Have you put the word of God in a place where you're you kind of happy and you know God's promises, but you're distracted by the things around you? So the word of God is taking second place. Or are you ready? And have you positioned yourself in this year to say, God, I'm good ground. You can trust me with the seed of your word. God, do it. God, let this 2021 year be the year where you do it because I will value the weight of your word. Come on, somebody. How many of y'all would say, God, I'm going to value the weight of your word? See, when we value the weight of God's word and we go deep, like Jesus says, some people don't go deep. When we value the weight of God's word, we see a harvest. So let me give you just a couple of things to, to think about and to meditate on this week. I want you to write these down. The weight of his word in my life is displayed. I want to just drop them to you. Watch. The weight of God's word is displayed you ready? When I hear and listen. The weight of God's word is displayed when I hear and listen. Luke chapter 5, it was our very first verse. It was our very first verse. It said this. Peter said, nevertheless, at your word. Peter heard and he listened. He heard and he listened. He didn't just, uh, yeah, Jesus, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. No, no, no. He heard and he listened. He could hear the authority. He could hear the power. He could hear that Jesus was up to something. Therefore, he said, I'm hearing you. And the tension that I might feel between my hearing and my listening. No, he says, I choose to hear and to listen. So the weight of God's word in my life is displayed through my hearing and my listening. So here's another example. Luke chapter one, verse 38. Mary said this, behold, the angel, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Mary said, I value the weight of your word. I heard what you said about the promise of Jesus. Now I'm going to listen. It's for me. The weight of what you said let it happen. 
Second thing, we have to believe God's word and protect God's word. Remember, Jesus said, hey, some people throw it by the wayside. Some people believe it for a moment, a moment and the enemy comes and steals it. Some people will grab hold, know the promises of God, be distracted. But there's some people who will hold it. They will believe it. They're going to hear it. They're going to accept it. And then they're going to produce fruit. So you have to believe and you have to protect God's word. You have to protect God's word. I refuse to let the enemy come and steal what God has promised me. I refuse to let the seed of the word that's been planted in my house be stolen by the thief. Let's prove it. John 4 verse 50. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your son lives. Watch now. So the man believed the word of Jesus, the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went his way. The Bible says that there's a man who came to Jesus and Jesus says, go your way. Your son is made whole. And the Bible says that the man, watch now, he heard what Jesus said. He listened to what he said, grabbed it at his, as his own, believed it and protected it. Watch now. And he says, and he went his way. Wait, which means that as he was going, there could have been attention. But he said, Jesus already said it. Jesus said it's it's done. I am going to hear. I'm going to listen. I'm going to believe. And this is for me. It's the same thing for you. Third thing, you have to respond through obedience, trust and declaration. You have to respond through obedience, trust, and declaration. Luke chapter 5, verse 5. I'm going to hit this, uh, this verse until you get tired of it because you're going to hear it over the next few weeks. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Nevertheless, at your word, I hear what you're saying. I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm going to believe that if I throw down this net, it will change. And I'm going to protect what you said. Now it's time for me to respond through the obedience of what you've instructed. I'm trusting the outcome. Let's throw down the net. I'm declaring to you that this is the year that God does it for you. Are you hearing me? 2021 is the year that God does it for you. Don't you let that go. 2021 is the year that God does it for you. Come on, let's believe it. Let's protect it. But then you have to respond. During these 21 days of prayer and fasting, I have my request from the Lord. You have your request from the Lord. But more than anything, I need the transition of power and I need to have the weight of his word. If you've been shallow, go deeper in his word. There's so many chapters of life, so many chapters of promise. And all of these are seeds. If you, if, if you feel like you know everything, you don't. There's so much more. God, I got to have more of your word. But let me give you a warning. Because Jesus says it. I want to give you a warning that the word of God will get you in trouble. Jesus says um, persecution and tribulation for the sake of the word. The word of God will get you in trouble. I wrote this beside it. The word of God draws attention to itself and to you. The minute you start stepping out and you start declaring God's promises over these 21 days, I've been doing daily affirmations according to God's word. And it's amazing to me how subtlety comes and it's a problem. It's a situation. Once I started declaring God's word. Why? Because God's word will get you in trouble. You hear me? In good trouble. I got that from. John Lewis, the word of God will get you in trouble. It'll put you in situations to where you'll have to decide, am I really rooted 
in the weight of his word. And let me tell you, you're built for it. You're built for bringing home the promises of God. Don't let the enemy throw you a mirage and steal the promise of God. You were built to endure. The church of Jesus Christ in the book of Acts grew through persecution and tribulation. The people of Israel, it says that the more that they were beaten and the more that they were placed under stress, the more they grew. Have you noticed that when you put pressure in a ball, the more pressure you put in the ball, the higher the ball goes. You were built to last. You were built to endure. When you grab hold of God's word and you carry the weight of God's word, Jesus gets to the place to where he says, it's going to produce something in your life. Let me give you a second warning. Be careful not to cancel God's word in your life. Now, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says in Isaiah says that God's word cannot return unto him void. It will accomplish all that he has designed it to do. That's what the Bible says. But you can cancel God's word by bringing in things that's contrary to God's word. You won't cancel what he's released for you. No, because God's word is true. It has to be so. Otherwise, he's not telling us the truth. But you and I, by getting our own self in the way, Jesus said that they will choke the word if I get distracted by chasing my own thing. Jesus says the sower sows the seed and the seed is the word and the word's going to be planted. It's planted in your heart. But if I get distracted, I can choke it. Watch this. Mark chapter 7, 12 through 13. In this way, you let them disregard their needy parents. And so you cancel the word of God in order to hand, hand down your own traditions. Jesus says, you've made the word of God of no effect because you're bringing in your own stuff. When Jesus was talking, these, these, these leaders were starting to create rules that were never designed to be created. And Jesus is like, you've got, dis you've got distracted from the word of God. You've lost sight of the weight of God's word and you started pulling things in that chokes God's word. And he said, you've chosen to cancel God's word. So I want to give you a warning. Don't you dare let complaining about God's timing. Don't you dare let what you're chasing in your life cancel in, in your life, the word of God in your life. God's word is still going to be active and it's not going to stop. But you can choke it in your own life. It's the weight of God's word. Let me give you two more. And we're wrapping up. The weight of his word in my life has to be displayed through me keeping God's word. Through me keeping, not borrowing. God's word. I can't, I can't, I can't get the word from, from my friend. I can't get the word from the pastors that I like to watch on TV. I can't get the word from you. I'm going to get the word for myself and I'm going to keep God's word. David says this, or not David, but in Psalms 119, it says this in Psalms 119 verse 11, it says, your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. The writer in, first, uh, in, in Psalms 119 says, I place so much weight on your word that I'm going to hide it in the place where you sowed it. 
so that when I'm tested by the enemy to sin, your word, the seed of your word will shine bright. So you and I have to keep, not borrow God's word. In fact, John 17, verse six, Jesus says, hey, I've given everything to them and they've kept your word. And the last thing, Jesus says that it falls on good ground. And when it falls on good ground, they hear it, they accept it, and they bear fruit. 30, 60, 100 fold. When we recognize and when you recognize the weight of God's word in your life, you realize that you have to relay God's word in your life. Jesus says that the seed that's sown in you is designed to produce and bear fruit. So I have the benefit of God's word being on the inside of me, but by the time it begins to grow, it should spill out so that I can relay God's word to someone else. So if God blesses me in my finances, then I should be able to be a funnel for the kingdom of God to be a resource to somebody else. If God gives me a gift and a talent to encourage and bring faith to someone, then God should allow me to speak into someone's life. I don't know what God would have for you, but I know that it's designed to bear fruit. Here's what Acts chapter 4 verse 29 says. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word. Peter says, the weight of your word is presenting us this opportunity to bring you a harvest of changed lives. He says, give us the opportunity to see fruit right now. That as we relay your word, as we declare your word, it produces what you see. I'm talking about the weight of his word. As we head into our last week of 21 days of prayer and fasting, I felt like God wanted me to just remind us of the weight of his word. It's not just a book. It's not just scriptures, City Place family. It's the weight of his word. So weighty, in fact, that the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, for the word of God is living, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit, joint and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The writer of Hebrews says, the word of God is weighty. We need to value his word. My challenge for us as we go throughout this week, I want you to ask God for the one word, for the one word for your 2021. One word that will be so weighty that it's going to cause you to go deep, that you won't throw it to the wayside. Oh, no, not this year. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. 
that this is mine mm -mm. and it's all wrapped up in God's word. And that one word, my prayer is that that one word is going to drive you into God's word at a rate that you can only imagine. My prayer for you this week that as we move towards the end of our 21 days of prayer and fasting, I pray that you actually find an increased stamina to where you go, God, I'm going to come after your word because I want to see your word produce 30, 60, and 100 times more so that I can be a relay for you. You know, one of the most amazing verses and that I've read, and it's a familiar passage of scripture. It's found in John 3, 16. I just want you to know the weight of God's word. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. I heard that verse when I was a kid and I heard it over and over and over again. And then one day I decided that I would try the word. Did really, did Jesus really give his life for me? And if so, how would my life change if I decided that I would go all in on Jesus? Man, I wish I could tell you that every day has been uh, filled with a, just a smooth roller coaster ride. I would, that wouldn't be true. But I can tell you that I've got Jesus rolling with me every single day, leading the way. In the moments where I feel at my worst, I still feel at my best. Because I know that there's a Jesus whose word is still thriving on the inside of me. Today, right where you are, many of you need to enter into a fresh relationship with Jesus. For the very first time, or maybe you need to come back to Jesus. Some of you have been just throwing your relationship with God to the wayside. It is what it is. Some of you, your God is what you want to chase after. And God's word has been choked. Some of you have been feeling the squeeze and you've been like, God, get me out of here. And God's like, dive deeper in my word because I've already got a way for you. If you want to meet Jesus for the very first time today, or maybe you're coming back to Jesus, I want to pray a simple prayer. It's real simple. I'll start and I just want you to finish. And then at the end, all of City Place is going to cheer you on. And I'm going to give you a couple of next steps. It's a prayer that I prayed and so many that are watching right now have prayed. Come on, right where you are, just bow your head. Just have a special moment with you and the Lord. Come on, say this prayer to me. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you right now, giving you my life. I thank you for your word being in me. Now I want to act on your promise that if I accept you, I have life. Today, I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And I choose you freely. And I thank you for declaring your word over my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, City Place, can you make some noise today for Jesus? Can you make some noise today for Jesus? Can you make some noise for those that accepted Jesus today? 
For those of you who said yes to Jesus, I welcome you into the family of God. I welcome you into the family of God. And here's just two quick next steps that I want you to take. The first is I want you to fill out that connection card that I mentioned earlier. I would love to send you a personal message this week on the decision that you made. I also want to encourage you and those of you who are watching to get involved and hop into our City Place Lounge on Facebook. It's a place where we can connect together and uh, just be encouraged together. During the month of February, we're going to be uh, beginning our city groups. That's another next step. That's a third next step that we love. That's where we build community. We believe that God hasn't designed us to do life alone. Well done. Congratulations on the decision that you made. Come on, y'all. Can we make just a little bit more noise for those that made the decision today? A couple more things before we, before we go today. I, wanted, I want us all to worship God with our giving. I believe that God has called our church to live to give. And you can do that right now. I forgot to mention this earlier, but you can uh, give right where you are on the City Place app, which is found on churchcenter.com. Or you can give online. You can text to give. We believe that God has called us to be a generous church. I want to let you know something that we're working on here during the month of January, February, um, is we're working on building 100 blessing bags. And we're going to ask you to participate uh, online and in person. We want to distribute 100 blessing bags for the homeless community in our city. Uh, we did this last year and we distributed, well, not last year, I'm sorry, because we didn't gather. Uh, but towards the end of 2019, uh, we did blessing bags and uh, we were able to give 100 blessing bags during that initiative. And so uh, I want to encourage you um, to, to be on the edge of your seat for that, but also want you to know that our kingdom finances are being stewarded in that direction to make sure that they're cared for and loved. And so our team is putting that information on the screen. I also encouraged uh, those who were in person last week to trust God with your kingdom finances. In the transition of power, my power, and God's power, there is favor and there is blessing when we walk out in his power. So as you prepare to give today, just know that we will steward those kingdom finances well in Jesus' name. Next Sunday, we're going to be talking about uh, just that one word. My wife and I, we're going to begin to give vision around our word and our phrase for the year. We believe that this is the year that God is going to do it. God is going to do it. In fact, I want you to read Ephesians chapter 320 this week because we're going to begin to just go deeper and deeper in what our focus is, our theme is for the year. And it's not just a theme, a cliche, but this is going to be a prophetic utterance for you and your family. Well, hey, I love you. I'm so excited that we got a chance to spend time today for service. And I want to see you this upcoming Saturday for morning prayer at 9 a.m. on Facebook Live. Have a great week. We love you. And remember the weight of his word. Have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you've been encouraged by today's episode. And we have one final challenge for you. Take something that you've learned today or something that stuck out to you and share it with a friend or a loved one. Spread a little of what I like to call that wisdom wealth with someone else. Wherever you are, I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day.